Hey, Nora. Hi, Kath. How are you? Are you sleepy? Uh, <laughs> you know what? I, I, uh, I'm not a great sleeper, so I was very interested in your story. So why don't you take it away? Okay. Well, I found something because I always pick up anything that has to do with sleep stuff because of you. Mm-hmm. And actually, a lot of people seem to have problems sleeping, and I'm starting to get it, which is a curse because I'm a 10-hour sleeper. <laughs> so there's this mask, and it's called the Neroon. Mm-hmm. Like neuron, but with but, two O's. Yeah, Neroon. Okay, I will start off by telling you what it looks like. Okay. You get in a plane, and they give you the sleep mask, yeah. you know, and they're tacky. This is actually looks quite nice, mm-hmm. and it should for 299 U.S., Ouch. Well, if it helps with your sleep, I guess it's not that much money. And it's got memory foam, so it's not all ooey and gross on your face when you're trying to snooze. (laughs) Yeah. But what it does is equipped with EEGs, ECGs, pulse, motion, and temperature data, which are sent uh, via Bluetooth to your phone. It collects all the data and it tells you how you're sleeping. Mm -hmm. And then it comes up with a plan for how you might be able to sleep better. However, the plan, I think, sounds great if you're retired or if you have um, a nap room. (laughs) Or you're self-employed. Or you're self-employed. Yeah, because it reads it. And if you're not sleeping, it tells you when during the day should you be having this series. And they outline what it is, a series of different kinds of naps. Mm -hmm. Like one is like a 10-minute nap. The other one is a 20-minute nap. 30, and then the ultimate is the ultimate nap, which is 90 minutes. And I can see that that would be great, but... Who can do something like that? Yeah, some of the things that it did were quite interesting in terms of like figuring out your, if you do shift work or if you yeah. uh, have jet lag, figuring out from your biometric data, like how you should be adjusting your sleep cycle. Or they also did some interesting things with light. Like, you know, we know that things like exposure to bright light or, or blue light is the thing that keeps you up, which is why it's bad to stare at your electronic screens right before you go to bed. Um, so they did things like working with light. There's some of them that seemed... Uh, really kind of cool to me. Yeah, yeah. But I also did agree with you that the, in many ways, the problem is either that we don't have control over that because of our work situation, or we know what we're doing wrong, but we do it anyway, right? Like we know most of us that is bad to stare into electronic devices right before bed. And that actually you should have the, like the lights low and just like stare off into space or something for 20 minutes, but nobody does that. Right. Like, so watch soap operas. That's what I do. (laughs) (laughs) What I was imagining was there would be a room and it would be full of cots, kind of like invasion of the body snatchers. And they would have all these people napping, you know, having their ultimate 90-minute nap. And then they would come back to work refreshed and you would have a better workforce. That Essentially, they said that you really would up your productivity if you were able to do these things. I think some really, then they're generally, you know, elite type of workplaces where people have to be like really on top of it and they want people to be in their Prime. They do actually have nap rooms, or you know. Do they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not unheard of. They certainly don't have it at CBC. But one thing I I saw in there that kind of was creepy is it says the Neroon is a wearable technology solution that combines app-based software with medically accurate biometric sensors to help you sleep better and master your dreams. What's the master your dreams part? It's like to that, preserve your REM sleep or something like that? That's or? what I didn't like. Master your dreams. I thought of Stepford Wives. 
I know, I know, I know. Invasion of the body statues. No, I think what they're saying is something, probably something like, because it it optimizes for when you wake up too, right? So I think maybe they're saying something like, so you don't have your alarm go off right in the middle of your dream sleep. That's what I took for that. I took or the Stepford Wives. I took the Stepford Wives. Yes, I have here in my notes: zombie rooms (laughs) full of cops, (laughs) Stepford Wives. But it is a problem in modern society, and people not getting enough sleep, good deep sleep. Would you buy one of these? I have a problem with anything being on my face. I, I question whether I would actually be able to sleep with something on my face. If, if somebody were to uh, give me a trial model, uh, uh, I would certainly try it out. Um, because it is, you know, there's that real quest for... And I'm pretty good about go, actually going to bed early and not staring at a screen or, like, using the nighttime light screen. Do you think it's bad on the Kobos and the Kindles, the rear light? I've been wondering about that because... I use the uh, Kobo app on my iPad, and I turn the light down to the lowest possible light. But now I notice there are also these solutions, like the iPhone is doing something where they're having um, less of the blue light. And there's also that thing, that software called Flux, which um, actually it changes. It's not that it's not as bright as much as it changes the quality of the light from a, a blue light to a warmer light. But that's what I don't, and well, I guess that's maybe the backlit thing, because reading a paper book with a light over your shoulder is light too, right? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. That's what but I never it's understood not blue about light. That. Yeah. But my dog doesn't like it, and the dog's finally gotten used to the Kobo. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. I would like to know if people would use this. Let, let us know. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I have a very short thing. I don't really have a lot it. to say about it, except that I think it's quite cool, actually. It's research that they've been doing into trying to use anesthetics to understand how consciousness works and to understand how we come in and out of states of consciousness. Mm-hmm. Researchers have been using fMRIs to observe what happens when you go from wakefulness into unconsciousness, basically once you've been given this really powerful anesthetic called... That killed Michael uh, Jackson. Propofol, which, yeah, is apparently the drug that killed Michael Jackson. Um, so the interesting thing is they talked to this researcher, uh, Enzo Tagliazucchi, which I Very believe good. means sliced squash in Italian. Tagliazucchi. Uh, <laughs> You're doing very well based on Italian my limited Italian. Uh, anyway, he did an interview with Science Magazine, and he said the difference uh, between consciousness and unconsciousness might come down to how the brain explores the space of its own possible configurations, which is heavy. And this seemed to be something to do with the difference between having access to the sort of range of your synaptic activity in your brain versus not and that's how you kind of slip into unconsciousness but the thing i found so interesting about this is that and this isn't in this article but we have so much research about brain function and so much activity in the world of neuroscience but we still don't understand how this level of synaptic activity in our brains turns into something like consciousness turns like some into something like the sense of you and i sitting at this table and our awareness of what we are doing. Like, they yeah. still don't have any idea how that happens, which is really interesting. Yeah, well, I'll tell you. Have you ever been under anesthesia? No. Because that's really what, you know, it's got them interested in it, right? Mm-hmm. The last time, I have a couple of times, I never had any problem, but the last time, it was terrifying. 
It really? was like yes, it was like I was in and my cousin also had a similar experience with and he said it, but it was like being in IKEA or in Home <laughs> Depot, but down below in the basement, like stretched out in this these really weird yellow humming lights, and you were on, and we both, and we were like you were on a slab, and you couldn't feel anything, and you couldn't move your fingers or toes. You both felt this. Yeah, similar experience. Very similar. Yeah. Since he is the one who said it was like being in, in the in the basement of the Home Depot, mm-hmm. but I said yeah, and then I started talking about the light. And he said, yeah. Huh. And, and it was, yeah. Because before, I've always sort of floated out of it. So Yeah. I wonder um, if that's using these much more powerful anesthetics. I don't know. Yeah. That, that, that is kind of what I felt. I was on laughing gas once, which I did not find amusing at all. It felt like kind of like that to me. Like, I did not like, well, because I'm a control, control freak. I yeah. I not like feeling out of control like that. You didn't laugh? I didn't laugh at all. I was really freaked out. Did you snarl? <laughs> did you get cranky not that i remember but yeah. you never know <laughs> all right so you got us a delicious quiche yes mm. can't you smell it mm, smells good you have a lovely red wine mm-hmm. which we must open come to the blog the sniffer.net and let us know what you think of these stories or uh, check out the links on your phone and yeah and tell come your talk friends to us. come on tell yeah. your friends bye bye <laughs>